0: Episode 53 of the UC Architects, the world's most popular exchange, Office 365, and Skype for Business podcast. Today's episode was recorded from the expo floor of Microsoft Ignite on Thursday, May 7th, 2015. I'm your host, Skype for Business MVP Pat Richard. Before we begin, here's a bit of information about our wonderful sponsor who makes it a little easier for us to bring you this podcast. EventZero has the most advanced analytics and reporting solution for Link and Skype for Business available today. With over 17,000 power dashboards, the comprehensive tool set covers all modalities in a high level of detail, many of which provide administrators with real-time feedback about their environments. Check out their new Polycom VVX provisioning tool. To check them out, go to eventzero.com. We want to take a moment to thank our sponsors for uh, supplying items for our giveaway at Microsoft Ignite, and those include Landis Computer, Kemp Technologies, Busy Modality Systems, DigiCert, Umojo, Sennheiser, Logitech, Polycom, and Binary Tree. And Binary Tree supplied a, a Surface Pro 3 with keyboard for giveaway at today's recording this episode, I'm joined by Stala Hansen, Tom Arbuthnot, Dave Stork, John Cook, Tim Harrington, and our very special guest, Jamie Stark from Microsoft. And without further ado, let's jump right into it.
1: And so, um, yeah, and I went to, to some sessions and uh, try to eat the food. So <laughs> Try <Tried>. okay, yeah. <laughs> so uh, I got some uh, some experience, but uh, I'm, s- I'm still tr-
2: uh, chewing on that churro, so it, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was kind of chewy. But that that resonated clearly. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and I had real fun at uh, trivia last night, the Sky for Business trivia. Yeah, there it was no fun.
2: shortage of parties here. Uh, I think I was quadruple booked every night. Yeah. Uh, you know, so it was it was fun. It was difficult to choose, and, and like any uh, any event. You know whether it's a uh, link conference or Mac or Ignite or TechEd, whatever the social networking is is uh, is excellent. You get to meet all these people that, you know, you only communicate with on Twitter or email or, or whatever the case may be. It's nice to f- to put a face to those names and and hang out and just talk shop and and, and everything. So uh, yeah. good time. Now, how,
1: how how many people were in your session? Uh, I guess there were about 415 the first day. Wow. Okay. And then 30 people. So it was both, <laughs> both this big uh, session and, and then we got to do this two-way intimate session. So that was quite cool. Okay, good. Yeah.
2: Um, Tom, what about you? Yeah, thanks, Pat.
3: So yeah, I think it's been a really good show. What's interesting for me is, obviously we've got the kind of more hardcore Lincoln exchange guys here in the audience now, but I've spent a lot of time on the show floor and it's been Office 365 people who are just getting into Skype for Business. So I've had lots of questions around how do I scale it, how do I do enterprise voice, you know, all the new stuff that's coming. And I think the show timing was excellent for the rebrand. Um, for those that don't know, the server bits dropped about five days ago. So Woo! big news, so there, there are no excuses to get deploying. And
4: uh... So not only did the server bits drop, but from the in-place upgrade session that was, being, that was being delivered yesterday, somebody tweeted that they started their in-place upgrade from 2013 to Skype for Business, over RDP, over their phone, from the session. There you go. I can't imagine something more aggro than that.
1: I hope they had backup.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't
2: so. even know that I would do that to my lab environment. <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh,
3: there, are some, there are some brave people out there, right? Yeah, so, so it was really cool to talk to people and say, you know, server's out, online is out, you, there's nothing stopping you now, You can you can crack on. And certainly lots of interest from people who aren't, Specialists in exchange, or specialists in in Skype for Business coming over and saying, "Yeah, we want to get involved." So
2: enjoyed that. Yeah, and, uh, and the Office 365
1: already started to roll out. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah it's out everywhere now. So uh, get on board, I guess. Yeah, and so not only did the server bits drop, but there's been uh, a ton more documentation that's uh, that's been made available in the last few days, too.
4: So
3: Yeah, and lots of stuff in the sessions. When you get to the sessions, have all been recorded, so play them back, particularly the ones around the new product stuff.
4: Speaking of sessions, Tom, I noticed that you're sporting a speaker badge as well, and uh, so what would your session be?
3: I am indeed. Thanks for queuing that up. <laughs> uh, so I've got a session at five today on uh, the top 10 tips for deployment. So it's actually kind of business track, which is kind of business IT, but really having a decent amount of experience in doing this in the real world. There's, there's things you need to do outside the pure techie stuff. So uh, yeah, come along guys and answer your questions.
2: So, uh, uh, thanks Tom. Dave, what about you? What was your impression of the conference?
5: Well, uh, it's big. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's really big. And it has uh, positive sides and, and negative sides. Uh, negative sides are the logistics, the walking around a lot, well, for that matter, I just got my Microsoft band, so I got a real test yeah. out of it. So, um, um, and the positive side is uh, just like uh, the other guy said: is uh, the diversity of people um, and and just talk about different things. Uh, so, and I could go to another session, uh, an exchange or link or something like that. So that that is a positive side. Um, but I do miss the intimacy of the Microsoft Exchange Conference. Oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that, that's something that uh, I really, 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 really miss. So I hope to, that they, they do something about, uh, for instance, the uh, keeping the sessions about Exchange Link closer together. That is my main uh, logistic thing that I really want to see changed in Ignite 2016
2: so uh, closer together you mean physically the sessions the location of those yeah, sessions closer yeah. together okay yeah yeah i know you can definitely walk off a few pounds just walking around this place i mean yeah. let's look at the size of the expo hall here uh it's huge and logistically i gotta believe that there's only if so many places in the united states that can hold an event like this yeah that have the infrastructure not only the facility but the the local hotel rooms and and transportation everything else that it takes oh. to put on an event like this but um but but i i get what you're talking about you know we we've had the the uh, link conference in the past and mac and things like that where you can go and 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 just have sessions about a dedicated product and, and that's fine but a lot of people are not dedicated to a single product they're more generalists or or at least going across things like uh, exchange and link and things like that so in a, a conference like this i think plays better to that audience mm. um, but but you're right. It's it's logistically it's huge, and there's got, there's got to be some concessions somewhere. A number of number number of conferences or a number of sessions, and maybe the uh, number of vendors. But um, but it's great. It's huge. Uh, I, I don't think I've made it outside the expo hall once during normal hours all week. I've yet to be to a session. Um, I, I was doing bo- uh, being a booth babe, being the pretty face for uh, modality. And um, but yeah, I, I get I get what you mean. Yeah. So
5: but um, obviously, content-wise, uh, the the first things about Exchange 2016 were uh, presented today or uh, yesterday. Or <laughs> I'm I'm totally <laughs> <laughs> messed up with my weekday So, uh, but they they uh, had the first 2016 sessions, uh, the first look at Exchange 2016, um, the preferred architecture again, but updated with uh, information about 2016 and some. Um, and especially the, the uh, support for exchange on Azure with uh, for production environments with uh, Azure uh, uh, premium storage. Wow! So okay. that that well, you, you th- there's a lot of discussion about that whether it's it's uh, um, economical, uh, but it's an interesting development. So um, and especially the the 2016 content. Uh, well, now I can t- talk openly about those. Kinds of tidbits, so that that's nice to uh, finally have that freedom again. Although all all because it's uh, in development, so uh, the link guys are, are, are sorry, sorry, Skype for business guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Pay your dollar. <laughs> Um, well, you, you, you can already update and I can do that. Uh, I mean, even, even the features uh, that, that are discussed here are subject to change, possibly subject to change. So, But even so, I'm, I'm very happy to see some, some stuff about that. So I'm uh, very excited about that.
2: Great. John, you're our Chicago native. Uh, yes, so you, I am. So you, uh, you're you familiar with the area and, and what it takes to, to do things downtown. So what was your... Uh,
6: Yo, your... You, and you, you actually got to drive in Chicago traffic with me, so you that's can see right. what that's like.
2: Yeah, and I, I don't know what was worse. <laughs> uh, your driving or the traffic, so...
6: <laughs> yeah, like I said, I'm, I'm from Chicago, so it's this it, is extra cool for me because, like, it, you know, I've never been to an event in my own city. It's, you know, it's weird to, like, stay downtown in your own city and kind of just get to hang out for a week. So it's kind of cool for me to just be able to be here. And I'm glad everyone got to see Chicago weather. We had the, you know, the fog of doom yesterday. And now it's, you know, 75 out, you know. And I I wrote a blog post around Christmas right before. I mean, you know, it literally could be snowing right now. You just never know, you know. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see what the weather is next year at this time. (laughs) But, yeah, I mean, this is, you know, it's great for me. And, I I know, we're talking about, you know, different content, you know, know, product-specific shows, are cool, but it's nice because, like, you know, I don't do as much with Exchange as I used to. You know, I'm doing mostly now with Skype for Business and Blink. But Ooh. I know, I know. <laughs> um, but, uh, but you know, uh, it's nice to be able to go to one of those sessions and, and even some of the server-based stuff. And we take, you take it for granted that, you know, I don't deploy servers at an OS level anymore. A lot of times they're given to me by somebody, but it's nice to get those new features in R2 and stuff that's coming in 10. You know, it's, you know, and we forget about that. We we're, we were talking about, um, you know, old habits and uh, like that test net connection commandlet. I didn't know that existed, you know? <laughs> and, it, you know, it's, we use it's Telnet, like, like, you know, like I've always been doing. It's nice to hear these new things and, you know.
4: I, I, I have the same experience. I always try to take, you know, one session and just try to try to go out and you know pick up something on Azure or on Server or whatever. The other thing to think about is that there are fantastic speakers here. Like you can go in and hear 75 minutes of Rasinovic, like just wax poetic about, right. you know, Azure. And that's just, I you know, I'll just watch him just to pick up demo tips on the right. guy, right? Just go like, oh man, this is crazy. And so that, that is the other kind of you know, cool advantage, it's very true.
6: Yeah, and there was a session yesterday on software-defined ne- uh, networking, and it was all these vendors were here, like some of them I never heard of, you know, and it was cool because, like, you know, so, you, know, it, you know, it wasn't so much marketing, but it was nice to see these products get demoed and people can see how this stuff works, and, you know, that was really cool to me.
2: Great, and uh, last on, if I can even see that far, is, uh, yeah. is Tim. Way down
6: way down
7: here. Yeah. Way down here. <laughs>
2: So Tim, what did you think of the the whole experience?
7: Oh, I think the experience is great. Um, If anybody knows me, I try to take advantage of the uh, social aspects as (laughs) as much as possible. So I really enjoy uh, talking with other link colleagues, uh, Skype for Business colleagues, sorry, I'm still training myself, Um, customers, hearing what they're doing, uh, meeting virtual friends uh, in real time, in real face. Uh, like Jamie said, I will be completing my conference experience later, watching all the recordings. Uh, I've already started downloading some off of Channel 9, which is great. Uh, so they're all out there for you guys to download. But
2: And not, not only that, but I saw on Twitter this morning mm-hmm. that there's at least two different scripts out there that will now download all of the sessions.
4: No way! And yeah. and so, is so we're going no, no, to hammer Channel 9's uh, bandwidth. Okay, there's, six, there's 670 two, I think, sessions, not not all of them are probably recorded, but good Lord, that's going to be a lot of content.
2: (laughs) Well, and I I haven't looked at those scripts, so I'm sure there's there's some granularity in topics and things like that. But the fact that you can download uh, the session recordings is great people like me, people, actually all the vendors, people that have to stand in a booth and haven't been able to make it to a session or, you know, where you wanted to go to two or three different sessions and there was a a conflict from a time perspective. It's nice to be able to go and and see those recordings and hear what goes on. Obviously, you miss the the social aspect of it. You can't raise your hand and ask questions, but um, it's nice that you get that. It's more bang for your buck. Oh, yeah. So.
6: Yeah, and I was saying like, back to kind of logistics, the the website this year and the app and and the second screen thing and that that was all really cool. I mean, I I really was like, wow, this is you know.
4: That's, really that's awesome. awesome. That's great feedback. It really was. Yeah, yeah. I'll make sure that gets I back ask, to you know, the team. I asked you can ask team. questions right very in the
6: amber, like uh, you know, a question that I didn't really want to ask on the mic, but you know, and and Scott uh, Supperfield answered it. You know, like in the amber thing, I'm like, this is awesome. You know, very very good. Yeah, awesome. was, I was awesome. really impressed at how good it all turned out. The other out.
4: the other note just to make is that just for your colleagues, for those of you that, that aren't here, or those who are listening to the podcast, all the content is available publicly. So it's not it's not that it's just for ignite participants that anybody can get to it. So it's actually handy as a reference, right? If you if you're looking through the decks and you see something, you can you know you could you know take a snapshot of it and say, hey, I found it on this deck. Go here, check it out. And it's just a we want to have this be kind of an, an authoritative reference in a lot of ways for for where we are at this point with all of our products.
2: And for people like me that can't remember anything, it's nice <laughs> to be able to go back later and uh, and listen to those again and again and again and again and again and again. So uh, to to get it all, but.
6: Yeah, and this back to you know for Skype for business. I mean, this launch was neat in a way because you know no, a lot of times these product launches, you know, it's very secret. You're in a tap. There's an airlift, right? And then one day everything's public. This time, things came out the Office 365 summit. You know, so we kind of everyone kind of knew what was going on before. It wasn't this monolithic date where you just, everyone found everything out. Just you know, people being able to get ready and understand what's coming. I, this this launch was really awesome in that way for me. Yeah. I'm not, I, not blowing smoke I, or anything. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> and, and I think, you know, logistics of the whole thing aside and, you know, comments about the food, the fact that, you know, the building is still standing, everything kind of went off, appears to have gone off fairly well. I mean, you always get, you know, issues with demos or whatever the case may be. But, uh, you know, from a large event, I think, it, I think it went off real well. I think Microsoft did a really, really good job. I think there's plenty yeah, of absolutely. lessons for them to learn about next year's event. Um, and, and next year's event will be even bigger. Well,
6: like better. I said, even making fun of the you know the food, but I mean, it's not easy to feed twenty-three thousand people. Make, who mean, doesn't yeah. make
2: fun of uh, conference food, right? Right, right? So, I mean, you know, twenty-three thousand people, you can't you can't please everybody's palate here. Um, uh, I think one or two times they probably didn't please anybody's, but. Um, <laughs>
6: But it is is—it is what it is. Well, even like with logistics, like with the hotels, I mean, you know, it's a big city, but there's only so many hotel beds in the city. And so people are all spread out, but, you know, they've been able to get down here fast. I mean, I didn't even know that there was a secret tunnel for the shuttle buses. And I lived there all my life because I've never <laughs> gotten from a my hotel down here. So,
2: Right. Um, so so for those of you that have kind of joined us late, we are giving away a Surface Pro 3 with a keyboard towards the Ooh. end of the uh, recording here. So drop your business card in this uh, bag here to my left, uh, and we'll draw it before, uh, before we close out for the day. So um, Skype for Business. Uh, everybody's you know excited about it. Um, you know I worked uh, booth duty in the Skype for
4: Business uh, booth, as did you, James, as did uh, a lot of us here. Thank you, by the way, that saved our butts in a giant way. Like we we had no idea it was going to be quite as busy as it ended up being, and, and having the the expertise represented by the, you know this this esteemed panel and the rest of our MVPs was no seriously like we would yeah it it was necessary thank well, you
2: Well, i think i think you know just speaking to that you know you've got you know mvps and those of us on this panel and, and the other people that were involved that have real world experience outside of microsoft outside of the theory on how it should work uh that are able to talk to um you know how things are going to be uh you know those of us that were in the tap program are able to talk about you know implementation deployment uh, upgrading things like that so i think that went really well i know when i was there um, I had a constant stream of people coming up and asking me questions, and not just, you know, so what is Skype for business about? <laughs> but um, you know, hey, we're planning to do this. and what are your thoughts about you know how we handle it or whatever the case may be. So very good questions from people that that came there. And it didn't help that uh, you guys you guys gave away a bazillion uh, Skype cookies <laughs> and uh, free coffee, and then, and then hot dogs, and that, then nachos uh, the day
4: before, yeah. and then beer as well. Oh, we nachos and beer the day before, yeah.
2: I think I saw like a hundred people in that hot dog line at <laughs> one time. I mean, you know, just like in any conference, you give free stuff away, and people are going to line up to take it, whether it's something they need or want or, or anything. So, um, so Jamie, having been involved in in Skype for Business and the role, the uh, you know, getting that product out, and and uh, from a marketing perspective, I mean. You got to agree that there's a huge uptick in people in organizations that are going to do enterprise voice, um, as opposed to previous generations. Not that there was anything wrong with previous, you know, you know, Link 2013 or whatever, but I think there's a new excitement now that there is this rebranding, and and companies are really starting to look at this.
4: Yeah, I think I think that's true, and I think also that there is a. For especially for big enterprises, there's a, a deployment and adoption cycle that that they need to you know start start kind of thinking through. Well, what is it going to take for us to to do something as significant as you know re- ultimately replace a fundamental piece of, of, of communications infrastructure as a PBX? And so you know maybe it was back in 2010, 2011, you know 2012 that they were looking at at Link and going, oh well you know perhaps we could go down this path. Let's start by deploying a you know, highly resilient pool, let's start by doing conferencing, and then kind of slowly move on from there. Um, I, I happened to go to one session for almost the whole, the whole time um, yesterday, and that was um, a customer story of Accenture. And, and it's effectively kind of the way that they did it, and now you know, they're running 36,000 or so employees and Enterprise Voice and continue to grow. They're in you know nearly every country that Accenture operates in. They have enterprise voice um, users in those in those countries. It's crazy, um, but you know it's a it's it's you know three hundred and fifty thousand employees around the world have have you know Link twenty thirteen services. It takes a while to get that up and running. It takes a while to to you know to deploy that and to and to have that um have that be operational. And so I think it's a it's a it's a confluence of. A lot of companies have been thinking about this for a while, and then at the same time, now we've announced Skype for Business, and it and it does change the tenor of the conversation, and it really does help from, a, from an adoption and deployment perspective that folks just go, oh, I know Skype, this looks the same, and I can kind of intuitively use it. I want to make sure the rest of the panel also is getting some time <laughs> to talk here because I will just like keep on talking, about apologize.
2: Right, and I, I think one of the nice things about this, uh, this particular conference is you, you can come here and you can find out just about all the information you need for your environment. I mean, you know, you want to talk about gateways, there's, you know, Audio Codes is here, Sonus is here. You want to talk about 911, um, you know, Red, Red Sky, Sky is here. Yep. Um, just about every aspect of your deployment, there's at least one vendor here that can talk to, uh, talk to you about it, as well as, you know, uh, all the sessions where people can talk about... Uh, you know dealing with uh, coexistence with Cisco solutions and uh, although if you go over to Cisco they'll give you a free hat if you try if they uh, can convert you to UCS but um, so uh, so it, it was great and uh, and I think um, I think it's a good mix obviously it's very big I think I, I've heard, I like you and and everybody here has probably heard comments about it's too big um, you know go to a session you're going to walk probably three quarters of a mile just to get there and um, but the fact is, it was good. There's there's obviously room for some uh, some improvement, but there's there's the ability to go and look at uh, even non-related UC stuff, uh, SharePoint, and, and all these other platforms. It was nice to go see uh, the scripting guy from Microsoft and, and all those guys, people that you, you only read their blogs about and stuff, so it was good from that. So Dave, from an Exchange perspective, I mean, there's a lot of excitement out, starting to brew about uh, 2016. Yeah, what, what did you come away from an Exchange perspective here?
5: well it's it's um, a lot of similarities with 2013 so um, and one thing I'm a bit jealous about uh, uh, with uh, Skype for business is you you can do an in-place upgrade. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I'm really jealous about that. Yeah, and, so. and I, I, I can
2: I can tell you as as some of the others here that are, that were on the tap program, being able to right click on a server and just do an in place upgrade and just watching the green check marks go all the way down that list and go. Yeah, that, that's it. Yeah, I mean, obviously there's more there's more planning and stuff that needs to be done. True. I mean, yeah. you know, I don't want to put myself out of business as a consultant, but <laughs> uh, but
5: it was well, very. That, that's the good side for me then. So. But
2: it, but I mean, from a quality perspective, the code that we were getting even in the early well, stages was it, was very good.
5: Well, the for the adoption rate uh, to convert to from from Link uh, to Skype for Business, uh, right. it's going to be probably a lot higher than uh, adoption rates from 2013 to. 2016.
4: I've heard though that it is—it's a little disconcerting when you type the PowerShell command that has a switch of das, scorch. <laughs> when you go to scorch your pool, like you, you like you really think twice about hitting Enter at that point, right? <laughs> um, well, uh, specifically about 2016 Exchange
5: 2016. Uh, uh, one thing is, uh, for instance, the the, the discussion about single role deployments and multi role deployments. Um, I'm I'm happy that that discussion just is is killed because you just can only deploy one row, the mailbox row, and it includes all the the bits that you require. So like like 2010 and 2013 had the different CAS, mailbox, uh, transport, Uh, now it's all combined in one row. So that discussion is just done. Because uh, even so, uh, Microsoft, uh, since 2010, made the recommendation to only deploy multi-row but you see a lot of deployments, uh, single row deployments and sometimes or a lot of times for for bad design reasons. So so that discussion is now done.
2: Right and so uh, another thing obviously is cloud cloud cloud. I mean you know you look at a lot of these banners around here they all say cloud, mention cloud somehow You know, obviously there's a concern as a consultant or an internal IT person, hey, is the cloud going to put me out of work? But um, there's a lot of good things coming in some of these products that leverage the cloud, even if you're on-prem in a hybrid environment, um, whether it's uh, Exchange or Skype for Business, um, that can really benefit organizations.
6: Yeah, I mean, and back to the preferred architecture, you know, I mean, you know, That's a great session Ross Smith did, and he's given some version of that same deck for years, right? Like here's, you know, and and sort of this, and we see this out in the real world, like companies just like and somehow in their minds think that Microsoft just invents this stuff out of nowhere, like they don't actually deploy it for their own users. That it's not, you know, you know, hundred thousand plus organization that is actually running on this stuff, and and like why would you not take their advice, you know? And And so it's nice to kind of read it right at home, like no not only is this how you should do it, but this is how we do it as Microsoft, right? Like, we, we've got this in Dongfu. We've got hundreds of thousands of people on it, right? It's like, why would you not do it that way? So I, I, it's nice to see this kind of gets, keep getting hit home over and over. Like, please do it this way. We're trying to make your lives easier, not, you know, making stuff up, you know?
2: Right, and, they, and they've got a booth over here where you can go and talk to people and see how Microsoft has done various things as well as, you know, Ross's session. And, you know, of course, Ross' session is always... <clears throat> You know, standing room only, and always like like you said, John. It's uh, he's done that same session for for many years, but it's you know he's he's a very engaging person to, to listen to, and he's very knowledgeable about how Microsoft is has done things like Exchange internally. Um, so it's good to see how big organizations have been able to pull that off uh, based on best practices, and then talk to other people and 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 hear their pain and and uh, solutions and things like that that have worked around some of those issues. So
5: yeah, well. I really like that the, the 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 story about the preferred architecture is really consistent, um, like other uh, recommendations that that are for years now really consistent, and especially with 2016 the preferred architecture is a little bit updated for the new features and stuff like that. But the general idea is still the same, and that makes it uh, easier for customers to to uh, well, the, it trickled down the the knowledge, uh, and 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 it becomes general knowledge at some point, even if, if you're not an exchange expert or something like that. Um, but also like the, the, the all these statements that they make uh, on record and uh, so like, like we earlier said that the sessions are downloadable publicly, I'm really happy about that because I have some discussions about certain design aspects about exchange and now I can just point towards the recording like, yeah, this is the most recent um, publicly uh, announced recommendation and uh, they also talk about why you should do something, uh, uh, why they recommend and recommend something like that. And that helps me uh, help my customers get to the point that they have a stable and a productive environment.
1: Great, and, and that counts for uh, Sky for Business as well because uh, you had the in-place upgrade session by Scott Stubberfield, and uh, I had actually two questions going into the session, and one of them were, are we able to do in-place upgrade with uh, backup pools? And you are. You just need to do it right. You need to move <laughs> users off the pool, upgrade it, and move them back. And then move the other users over, <laughs> and then upgrade that. And then you are up and going. So you shouldn't do a... A disaster failover because uh, I think some of the documentation has been kind of misleading like it isn't supported to do failover but if you you can do it even though they're in the backup pool setup so that, w- that was good and as well as listening to some of his pains during uh, uh, the pro- process developing this with the real customers uh, so yeah the, that was good as well and you had some other features uh, talked about here as well that uh, the broadcasts feature Really looking forward to that, and uh, uh, I think that's going to be quite interesting, uh, moving forward, being able to broadcast uh, the one-to-many settings, uh, and uh, getting some more information on that uh, was really useful.
4: Yeah, there was actually a bunch that we announced here and that we kind of reiterated here, so um, all the dates have kind of become a little bit of mush in my head, but generally it's all coming this year, and that is... You know, broadcast meetings, so being able to take a Skype for business meeting, stream it up to Azure, and then anybody that has any kind of you know connected device can go and, and listen to your meeting and also interact with things like Yammer and Bing Pulse. Um just a web browser. yeah, with just a web browser, right. They don't need Skype for business client. They and it's and it's not a collaborative thing, right? They are just stream they're just getting the stream of your session, and we can scale this. Right now, feel pretty comfortable about ten thousand users in your meeting. Um, it's the same, you know, fundamental infrastructure—the Azure CDN—that was used to stream the Olympics. So we feel pretty good about its scale. So we're gonna we're to start with ten, right? And you know, and then kind of take it from there. Um, so we announced we we announced that here. We announced that Skype for Business on Mac is going to be coming by the end uh-huh. of the calendar year. That's huge. Um, that that one was felt really good to be able to. Uh, to be able to announce. Um, We announced at Enterprise Connect cloud voice and cloud PSTN conferencing and on-premises PSTN connectivity for Office 365. So a whole bunch of different ways that people can get voice services using Office 365, which is something that's just been, you know, we've been working on for a very long time and now we've been able to to talk about it and and we had a session on it here and then I was able to talk about it in my session. There's just been a lot, you know, and in, in, in addition to the fact that, oh yeah, the products here, right? So it's it's been it's been a, a blast.
6: Yeah, to the Mac client. I mean, again, I get a lot of flack for being the resident <laughs> Mac guy, but you know, out in the real world, I mean, it's a pain point, and and the and it's not so much, you know, how many Macs are out there. It's who has the Macs in a lot of these corporations, and they have the you know, it's usually people with that are paying the bills, and they really use that, and so it's you know, I. I there's a lot of cheering when when people got a, a date for the Mac line.
4: And, and there's we've always kind of worked off of Metcalfe's law, right? Like the, the 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 link network is always you know we kind of view it as it's um, the value of it is directly proportional to the number of connected endpoints. Like so, it doesn't matter what the what the OS is. Like if it's a phone and if it's a Mac or if it's a VDI client or whatever, we want to be able to put a link now Skype for Business experience on that device. Um, Mac, we've we've you know had the client for a while and we've done lots of kind of you know little updates to it and try to you know and try to do as much as we can now we we really kind of were able to announce publicly that we're going to roll in a, a completely new client like it's not this isn't a turn the crank of the existing thing it's a new client that's going to be designed from the ground up and that's just it's, it's super exciting to be able to say that.
7: Hey, Jamie, uh, when will we get more specific dates around some of these new features coming out? You
4: know, I they, they exist, right? Um, they exist down to, like, the kind of quarter or, in some cases, the month level. Um, I just know that with the amount of coffee that I've had this morning and the um, the, the level of activity at the event last night, that um, that I will probably misrepresent them for, for something as as august as this panel. Well and so, so generally, though, everything that we've talked about is coming this calendar year. Um, so, you know, but stuff like... Cloud voice services in Office 365 is going to come earlier than the than the on-premises PSTN connectivity. For example.
6: Yeah, and one of the sessions for the, the new mobile clients, I kind of I kind of did drop a date of September for so for some of these clients. Oh, that's so, right. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah that, I forgot that was They're another like, one. So that we well, I guess it's out now. Woo!
2: <laughs> 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 so you mentioned last night's events. So what did what did you guys think of some of the events that we uh, that we attended? I mean, what what, what were well, some?
6: <laughs> I'm I, I'm the late night crew, so I, I like all these events, but yeah, everything's been great so far, uh, and uh, the 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 Ten Pin for the Skype stuff that was awesome. You know, it was a good time. Event um, Zero's party that we had and the for our, you know U C Architects party that was really cool. And you know, get back to Chicago. I haven't been to the Adler Planetarium since I probably was a kid. <laughs> you know, and it's a cool. Old, if anyone has been out there, old you know Art Deco building, it's really neat. You know, I have been out there and, and forever, so it's like cool to like, you know. Like I said I saying before, like be back in your own city and be like in being places that you haven't been to, you know?
3: Yeah, I think networking is like more than half of this event. You know, the, the sessions get recorded. It's good to catch sessions. The second screen thing makes it a bit easier to catch up on those later. But around the floor, around the stands and, and around the, uh, the social events, uh, especially the social events, it's a good opportunity to catch up with everybody and see what, what's going on in the real world.
2: So, John, uh, a couple of things that have popped up since our last recording, um, and, and you submitted this, was uh, an article about uh, my Exchange 2013 DAG has gone commando. So t- tell us about that. What's going on with that? Yeah,
6: it was a post a couple weeks ago from uh, 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 Tim McMichael, who's, uh, I think he's just still a PFE, um, but he's, you know, back for the guys that are here, you know, that, that, that are familiar with the, the master program, the, the program formerly known as MASTER. Um, Tim always, you know, he's the king of all things DAG, you know, the Bill group, right? So, I mean, he's, he's the go-to guy for that. Um, so it's a really good article on, you know, like uh, with uh, Server 2012 to not have to have a, a you know, network object, you know, and, and simplify your network. And it goes, it goes into the whole preferred architecture stuff. You know, you don't have to have all these IP, you know, uh, uh, addresses and computer objects for these clusters anymore. They're You know, Microsoft's taking all the pain out of that, you know, and so it kind of goes into like, you know, what do you need to do to do that? How do you manage it? You have some things you should and shouldn't do. It's really good stuff. Yeah,
2: good. A um, couple other things that came out. Um, one was, I saw this th- actually this morning, uh, a page on Skype for Business resources from Microsoft. So kind of a, a great big table of information with a ton of links um, uh, on information on uh, how to do migrations from link to Skype for Business and things to look out for, features, uh, client comparisons. So uh, uh, that... Um, that document's been updated where you can go and see all the different features, how they relate and are enabled in all the various different uh, uh, clients, VDI clients, uh, 2010 client, attendant client, uh, Skype for Business client, stuff like that. So if you're looking at you know how the different features are going to be available in your environment based on what kind of uh, clients you have deployed, it's a great resource. It's, it's a huge honking document.
4: It it actually could be worse, right? It, we, we could make this a three dimensional table, right? So it could be it could be clients, versions, and then deployment modalities, right? And, and whether it's you know server online or, or or hybrid in some cases, but we we try to simplify it, I guess.
2: Right, and and the one thing I noticed that was not in there is there the, there was no uh, mention of mobile clients, but that there's a different table for that yes. on a different document, but. Um, definitely, and, and lots of footnotes about yeah, it works in this scenario uh, on this client in this uh, s- uh, deployment. So, well,
6: uh, and to, and to that point, like I mean, that's the, we're talking about you know talking about networking. I mean, there's also the sense like you know we take it for granted, um, like. I might know something, and you might know something, but some people you know, might have heard, not have heard of uh, Sifa Util GUI or you know, Anthony, oh, who's no, sitting in the audience, his, uh, his uh, a common area phone script. I mean, and we go, you know, we, we actually just came up with the last Link user group because we only had, like, one actual, you know, deck, and our, our user group in Chicago was, like, just, like, a week before this. We had one session where, and these are just, like, customers, you know, sort of a lot of them, admins at a company, right? And they never heard of some of this stuff, so we just had a session where we just kind of talked about stuff, and, you know, and that was, like, awesome because you got to, you know, find out about stuff for people that like well, I didn't know it existed you know
4: and honestly I just think that's a testament to the community that's been built up Definitely. around around Lincoln Sky for Business and I just I'm, I'm so honored to be a part of it and to be you know to, to be associated with it it's, it's fantastic you know the scripts that you that you did and that you released publicly and the, and the backup and restore stuff the lost it it's yeah, just yeah. like all of that like there is a ton out there the tool the Lasco wrote here Lasco sitting here this you, you know yeah I mean <laughs> like all of these all of these pieces contribute to a body of knowledge that yeah my Microsoft can. Microsoft has a part of it, but the community also has a has a giant part of it that that I, I think really does you know impact the way that that customers perceive the product, right? And that the customers go and look at this stuff and go, my goodness, you know, it's not just the fact that it's the thing, the product, the software, but it's also the 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 SIs and the partners and the MVPs and the you know and customer generated stuff that all kind of contributes to it.
5: And, and not just for link for business, or uh, Skype Sky for business. Dollar! <laughs> yeah. Well, there's a lot, the, the same is, the, is it for, for exchange.
2: Yeah, and I think the the session on IT Pro Tools, I think that's something Microsoft could really expand on and do a little bit more. You know, me as, uh, as somebody who writes scripts and applications and things, I don't know that I could get up and talk to somebody for an hour, hour and a half, or whatever, in a session. But I could spend 10 minutes saying, "Here, here's here's a free utility that that works. It's it's been fairly successful," and get a whole bunch of people in the room, like Ken and, and uh, Anthony and everybody, and, and talk about those tools that help alleviate some of those pain points that are created when you're when you're doing a deployment or a migration or whatever the case may be. So, you know, that's my piece of feedback to you is um, I, I'd like to see a little bit more of that from the from the community. Um, I, I think it's beneficial to everybody.
4: Well, so do we do it. So hold me accountable to that. Let's make sure that that happens in uh, in ignite, you know, 2016. Like, so if that's a if that's a like you know share your tools thing, or if that's a demo fest or whatever. I mean, hell, we'll even cl- crowdsource it and we'll you know have like the top like have a voting thing in the top you know and however much time we have, everyone gets you 10 15 minutes come and present it. Totally down with that. I mean that again. We think that that's a really great, powerful part of the of the you know associated with the product, and that helps us all get better. So, totally want to do that. Yeah.
5: Well, t- talking about Microsoft tools uh, for Exchange, um, if we must. Yeah, I- I'm in the <laughs> minority here, so i am got to really push it. Um, well, uh, I believe that uh, there there will be a Xmon release for 2013. So that uh, for those who don't know that it's. Uh, a- and you can see the uh, activity real time Um, and there's also a tool for manage availability to get a a better on it so I don't recall the exact name but uh, it's out there so um, so those those are two new tools for exchange so I just wanted to shout out that, <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're not all Skype for business, obviously uh, you know Tim, John, you, Dave, uh, and I all come from an exchange background at least. Some of us have moved on to you know. The better, the better part of things. Ah, uh, that, no, that's that's not fair. <laughs> you,
5: you're gonna regret that. No,
2: later. no, no, I mean, I, I got my start in exchange. I, I, I get it, I, I still have to touch it once in a while. So for those of you that are joining late, we're giving away a Surface Pro 3 with a keyboard. Make sure you drop your business card in this uh, bag here to my left. Uh, and so what we're gonna do now is, uh, Tom's gonna walk around, we're gonna take some questions from the audience. Uh, don't make them some 400 level question that's gonna take us a half hour to uh, to explain. But if you have questions about the uh, uh, the event itself, or maybe uh, some questions for Jamie, um, you can ask him why CFA Util is still not uh, in PowerShell um, or anything like Definitely that. Definitely ask
3: that. <laughs> <laughs> Who's got a question then in the audience? I'll bring the mic over.
2: So, who wants to ask a question? Good.
3: Thank you.
4: Good work. Why are you handing it to me? It could be a perfectly reasonable phone number normalization question for Stahl. So
7: what's your recommendation on leaving uh, always-on logging for the CLS service? Is it something that we should always leave on for the basic stuff or or only
4: turn on when we want it? Expert MVP opinion says?
1: Yeah, you can do that because uh, the logs get truncated uh, and always-on is... Uh, capturing all the different aspects of, on some level of all the logs uh, being um, uh, logged. And um, so it may be enough information for you to find that information in there uh, so we can help you troubleshoot uh, the deployment. But of course if you need more detailed logs, you need to log those specific scenarios. But that's, uh, that's the point of Always On.
2: Yeah, the, the one thing I would add about that is you got you to make sure you're managing where those logs are going, and the system that's going to view those logs has the resources to consume a substantial amount of logs at one time. Um, you know, I've seen some instances where front-end servers have come to a crawl because you're trying to open those up and snoop around a front-end server. So as long as you're, uh, you know, planning for that, then I think you're fine.
3: Next question, we're giving away uh, cell phone charges as well for anybody with questions. Matt?
4: Ooh... Ah.
3: Okay, I'll, for one uh, couple seconds
0: here, talk about something other than Skype for business. And the question is for Exchange. Anything new around Strong Unified work. Messaging and
5: uh, in that area with Exchange 2016? <laughs> uh, I, I, I think I haven't heard the word or the words Unified Messaging publicly from any anyone from the Exchange team, so... Um, I guess nothing new at yeah, this point. No. So, so to flip
3: that question around, Matt, what are you looking for that's new, or are you just curious? Just hoping for something.
0: No. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe some tweaks to uh, auto-attendance, uh, you know, just uh, to yeah. make it a little smoother, but mm. just whatever's out there. Yeah. Just keep my ears yeah. open.
3: Thank you, next question, Justin. <laughs> Uh, just wanted to ask about uh, Link Room systems and the Surface Hub, and where does this fit in the in the play like And what any new features coming in LRS?
4: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so you know, first, obviously, um, we're going to be renaming the Link Room system, right? <laughs> so so that is uh, that's definitely um, down the path. Um, with is, that, is that
2: an exclusive that you're renaming it? What's the new name? <laughs> <laughs> commit commit live on a recording, Jamie. Go on.
4: Hold you to it. so there's a there's a whole session on this topic that everybody can go back to on Tuesday that of course I wasn't able to attend um, no so the, the you know the intent here is that these are there's actually three if you if you have if you have a chance please go check out the booth there's three different systems that we have set up um, from left to right you can see a link room system you can see a Polycom roundtable 100 and you can see a surface hub and they all have very different use cases right so you can actually kind of get a sense of what that actually is by, by looking at the the furniture layout and the other stuff that we have going on in the booth. So for the Skype room system, you know, nice big screens, conference table, video camera, you know, and, and, and the whole nine yards for kind of a more formal, traditional type of, of room system video conferencing experience. Um, if you look at the Polycom Roundtable 100, it's a device that that is going to list for under a thousand dollars. It's a little box. You plug it into existing video hardware. You plug it into a network, and it's up and running. And the way that you control it is with an app on your phone. Like it's just a it's a fantastic thing. You can drop into, um, you know, little conference rooms and little huddle rooms. All over your all over your 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 enterprise, and not have to you know train people extensively on how to use it because it just uses existing Skype for Business um, meeting rooms, and then finally. The Surface Hub is a is a very different type of experience where it's designed to be collaborative. When you actually go and see it, you'll see people, you know, kind of crowding around it and there'll be, you know, three or four people, you know, right there in the device kind of collaborating on a whiteboard at the same time. And everything that's happening on that whiteboard can be shared with a Skype for Business meeting. Their cameras are angled in just the right way to where you're actually talking to the device Instead of you know, kind of talking past the device, right? And so the person on the other end actually sees it. It's fantastic. Um and so that's kind, of, that's kind of the sense, right? Like we, we know that there are lots of different ways that people meet kind of, you know, instead of thinking about conferencing, instead of thinking about conference calls, we like to think about meetings. And there's just a lot of different contexts in the way that people meet. This is probably the point that I should have started with. And, um, and, and, and we want to have devices that represent that, right? And so you could, you definitely, if you haven't had the chance, go and, uh, go and check it out at the booth because I think it's a really cool like way to think through it.
3: Yeah, I, I would echo that. Go play with the uh, service hub because that's really cool. But the Roundtable 100 is the one I'm really excited about because <laughs> uh, under a thousand dollars, that's like going to be so useful for huddle rooms. Yeah, I actually, I've have, have a customer, playing. and
6: we've been testing those for a few months now as part of the tap, and they're, they're outstanding. I mean, uh, and I've seen it evolve a little bit. The new interface is wicked cool. I mean, I mean, on a full nerd level. It's really, really cool. <laughs> and uh, we put them like in sc- some scrum rooms, and like that's kind of the use case, and it's perfect for that. And and you know, and we've been trying to like you know. There's no instructions because you really aren't supposed to need any. You take it out of the box, you hook the camera, and it's, it's got icons for like for each component. So there's a big icon. It's like if you don't have the camera plugged in, it'll tell you. You know, it's really straightforward and simple, and it's a really cool device. And I'm really excited to see that get out there.
3: Cool. Thank you. So questions? Oh, two or three now. Excellent. Exchange. Mika. <laughs> Hi, so this question is to Jamie. Um, the, the new mobile client that's going to be released, in, I should say fall, but it's in September since they dropped that. Okay. Um, will it be possible to post pictures from your phone?
4: Yeah, I haven't seen the uh, the committed feature list for the uh, you know for the new client, um, and I've definitely heard that feedback. I think actually somebody also got me on Twitter on that too. Um, that uh, that hey, it makes sense to see uh, to see you know pictures in the client. Um, definitely in, in the Skype for Business rich client, um, the, the experience of dropping in pictures is significantly better. In addition to that, we actually have the the same emoticons and emoji that you have in the Skype consumer client. It's so they're, you know, dancing ninjas and stuff that are like really, you know, kind of pretty cool. But the idea is that we want to, do over time, have more and more parity, as much as, as much as reasonable, right? Given the you know form factor of the of the mobile phone, have as much parity between the rich client and the mobile client. And that is something that we just continue to work on. Inline pictures is one of those things, but you know there's other stuff too, right? Like there's you know features in the rich client on the on the voice side that I'm consistently you know advocating for within engineering. And so one of the one of the biggest things that we get out of being in a show like this is, you know, like for you know product managers like me. You know, I don't want to be, you know, sitting off in the corner like doing email, like I'm actively in the booth for eight hours talking to people. So that, that way I can gather all the feedback and all the different, you know, use cases and stuff and bring that back into engineering. That's a vitally important part of, um, of, of our role and why we're out here. And so, you know, please, we, whether it's Skype for Business or Exchange or SharePoint or Office 365 or or a freaking Azure, like, everyone at microsoft fundamentally has that attitude everyone at microsoft fundamentally like wants to you know drive to make our product better and you know nobody wants to go and build features that no one's going to use that sucks you know so give us the feedback that that we can then use um, and take it back to the, take it back to, you know, rainy Seattle and help us make our products better. And you guys, and I got to say, like the, the Skype for Business slash link slash office communicator, you know, office communication server community has been doing that fantastically for the last eight years now. And, and, um, and, and consistently our product has improved as a function of this community.
2: Thank Great. You. Before we take the next question, I just want to remind people, put your business card in the in the bag here to my left. We're uh, giving away a Surface Pro 3 with a keyboard. So, courtesy of uh, Binary Tree. So, we appreciate Binary Tree's involvement here in uh, making this possible. Cool. Thank you. Matthias, you have one?
1: No. Thank you. Uh, question regarding upgrading to Sky for business. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Dave. Uh, what, what are the recommendations or best practices when... Uh, when I want to upgrade uh, a mediation server, which is co located on a front end server, which is uh, dual NIC, with uh, two n- network interfaces. Yeah, it's, a, it's the same. Uh, it's, uh, if you're going to do in place upgrade, uh, you, you run the uh, uh, disable CS computer, dash scorch, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which means you're scorching the entire um, current pool, which actually means that you're just disabling the services. Uh, and uh, when you when you're running the the setup for Skype for Business it will uh, redeploy your server with Skype for Business bits as is so okay. so you're going to keep the mediation server it's going to be the same configuration on your mediation server as well so it it, it is supported to have two uh network interfaces on the same front end server or yeah okay oh, thank you.
3: you had Sorry, was the cl- clarification? You're saying you've got an SE and you've got two NICS on it, so one with like a public IP and one with an internal IP.
1: One connection uh, for internal connections, one NIC for internal connections, and one NIC uh, is configured directly to uh, to the SIP trunk for.
3: Well. Yeah, so I'm going to st- stick my neck out and say I don't think that's a supported. T- and if it is, it's not probably. A great idea, TM, though. So, um, <laughs> if you can, break out your med and have a separate med and then connect that to your uh, ITSP. Yeah,
1: absolutely. But you can do in-place upgrade with Yeah, the yeah. in-place would be the same.
4: Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I may have to disagree with Tom. That seems like it. it, it located mediation should be fine, right? Oh, oh, O oh, two to oh, on an SC. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> Come by the booth and we can check out the TechNet documentation. It should be it should be clear in there too. All
2: right. So I got an exchange question. Yes. <laughs> so in the uh, Brian's talk on Tuesday, when he was talking about uh, deploying uh, twenty sixteen, yeah. uh, One of the questions I had was when they were going over kind of the namespace model, and they were talking about the the Office Web App server to enable the collaboration with OneDrive and all that. Yeah. Um. One of the things that they mentioned, as far as namespaces, is with the the Office Web App servers, is they specified uh, to have those as bound namespace models, or one, yeah. like bound per data center. Yeah. If they're recommending unbound namespace, which that's what we have, we go across both our both our data centers. We got two AD sites. Why would it be for just the uh, for Office Web Apps that they're recommending doing a bound namespace? Does it really matter?
5: Uh, well, the Office Web App server requires affinity. So, uh, if you have an unbound namespace, then you could potentially hop to uh, between the two data centers. Then you have trouble. So that's the reason uh, I assume. So, uh, all right, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for the exchange question. <laughs> <laughs> e- even, even my coworker didn't yeah. ask me an exchange question. We love exchange too, honestly. <laughs> Don't be bitter. Man. No, yeah, so I, I'm not more bitter. bitter. Uh, I'm direct
4: third-party request. Um, is there any chance you guys can arrange your scheduling so Barkov Shukala can actually attend the uh, podcast for once? So,
2: <laughs> you work for Kemp, don't you?
4: I don't, no. I'm filled <laughs> off the uh, Unified Communications group.
2: So so we have talked to, to uh, Barkov about being on here, and obviously Kemp's been a sponsor of ours uh, for, for quite some time. The issue that we have is we have 15 people in our group. I don't think any two of them are in the same time zone, so logistically it's very difficult for us to do scheduling as it is. Uh, We try to get guest hosts on and work with their schedule, but obviously uh, we're doing this for free. It's not our job, so we have full-time jobs that we have to worry about, and and it's just a logistics issue. That's it. I have a list of people that we want to have on, and just working out that scheduling has been... um, interesting I, I would say um, I mean we've had J- Jamie ondern you know uh, remotely on before a couple times and and you know we're fortunate that uh, that he's in the US and, and stuff like that but we run into problems with people like uh, Justin Morris and uh, Paul Cunningham who are in Australia uh, and just getting that worked out is 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 a problem sometimes but we have talked to Bargov in fact I've talked to him here at the event about having him come on and discuss not just Kemp products, but load balancing in general and how it applies to uh, uh, Skype for Business and uh, Exchange as well. So we'll, we'll, we'll get to them hopefully soon.
3: Yeah, and if uh, you guys as listeners have anybody you want to see, be it people or vendors, let us know, and uh, we'll try and make that happen.
2: Exactly. We've got a, a page on Facebook. We've got a LinkedIn group, and obviously uh, you can uh, tweet us with, uh, at the UC Architects and, and get information to us too.
7: Cool. I had a question on the Skype SDK if there's current support for WebRTC and what the plans for the future are with WebRTC? Uh,
3: That's a nice easy one. <laughs> Thanks.
1: <laughs> Actually, I were we in the, we in the um, session for the developer session. You were in the same. Uh, I recommend uh, that you see it uh, because uh, Daniel Wallach was the one presenting and, and they touched upon uh, the future of the SDK, what kind of SDKs uh, are going to deploy it uh, further in the Skype for Business timeframe. And uh, they touched upon WebRTC as well. It's gonna be supported at some point. And uh, and they're also doing a lot of work around the Web SDK, the Skype Web SDK, uh, where you can deploy a fully functional Skype for Business client in in the Web UI. So I really recommend that session where they touch upon uh, just the exact uh, topic.
3: Yeah, I think um, Daniel's a really open guy as well. So if you try and catch him around the show,
2: he'll he'll he's on the stand. He'll go through that detail. Yeah, uh, he's at, he's at the booth now, and I can say from a third-party perspective, there are companies that have done uh, the ability to embed. Uh, link communications within a web page for, say, customer service uh, things like that. Um, yeah. I, I, you know, yeah, se- several of them, uh, such as the company that Tom and I work for. But um, yeah,
3: if if you uh, if you look up Tom Morgan, he's got a blog and he's done a five days of the Skype SDK, and he was fortunate to be on the SDK tap. So he's already now it's public produced a whole lot of blog posts around what you can do, what you can't do, what's coming. So um, have a look at that as well.
2: Great. All right. So uh, before we get to the last question, uh, last few questions, uh, we're going to draw for a Surface Pro 3 with a keyboard in a minute. So make sure we've got a business card of yours. One business card per person, please, uh, in, in the bag there.
3: Cool. Any more questions from the audience, guys?
2: Ah, our sponsor here, Binary I get, Tree.
6: I got an exchange question.
4: So I heard that uh, by default with Exchange 2016, when you're deploying a DAG, Mm -hmm. that it's going to deploy it without a cluster administrative access point? Yeah. So what are your thoughts about that? Um, It's going to be
5: interesting, especially uh, uh, when they announced that they already said that, that uh, currently a lot of uh, backup of third party uh, applications, and especially backups, are using it currently with Exchange 2013, uh, which is the reason that a lot of companies couldn't deploy the. Uh, IP less, IP less DAG um, so it's going to be interesting where how third party uh, vendors will, will react to that and do it the right way because uh, the exchange product team was already saying don't use that um, so uh, I hope this is a last push uh, that third party vendors will, will adopt to this um, uh, but uh, as I understand that if you have a dependency because your uh, v- uh, backup vendor is uh, lacking uh, in that part. Uh, I believe you can still deploy uh, with an IP and, and, and stuff like that if you really have to. But you have to use PowerShell for that, and you have to do it uh, manually. So, so there are ways around that. But um, <laughs> um, John is John is jumping up around. Yeah. Well, we,
6: we we just, we actually we talked about it beginning we, uh, and then we'll have a link for it, but Tim and Michael wrote, 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 wrote an article on that like last week on everything about it. So And there's also a good thread is on the post about, because like right now some backup software will, you will not back that up and so it's kind of a problem right now, but there's a whole thread on, you know, all about that out there. Cool, guys. Any more questions? Yep.
2: The guy with the cool shirt. Well, thank Where's you. Uh, so... I saw in a slide where the exchange group, where the exchange group talked about um, deploying on Azure being a supported scenario now. Is yeah, I don't know. See, this is my trick. It's actually a link question.
4: Ah, Oh, oh man,
5: <laughs> you're hurting
4: my feelings here. Is is that going to be a supported scenario for Skype for Business? I knew this was going to come as soon as I heard this new. Like, like I think they awesome they, question. Yeah, totally. No, they totally pre-announced this in, in, internally. Like, like two days ago, they said, "Hey, Exchange is going to announce. It's running. It's running Exchange on Azure as a service. Azure Infrastructure as a Service. Is that right? Did I get that? Did I get the sense of the of the announcement?" on the exchange site correctly? Okay, Yeah, yeah. that's right. With with,
3: with very expensive (laughs) VMs. With with
4: very expensive spindles. Okay, well, yeah, you know, that is one of the things that we generally point out. We say it's a bad idea to run a... So, you know, we, we have had lots of cases of people running um, Link servers in Azure and just, you know, running them on VMs and spinning them up and having them operate. Um, I've always heard that there is um, networking dependencies that make the kind of full um, array of, of features and capabilities for uh, for Link and Skype for Business Um so Not were, available. In yeah, a, there
3: were dual Nick dependencies that's originally. Right. Yeah. Those seem to have gone away now. <laughs> Those have gone
4: away now too. I haven't done it. First. Oh. I done it first I'm now. running out of excuses, guys. <laughs> 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 no, totally. So listen, we should we should take this back and um, and you know obviously we don't have we don't have anything to announce here. Um, but yeah, we should take this back and, uh, and see if uh, let's see, I've got, I don't know, there's probably 50 or so people there, 60 people standing around. Let's raise your hand if you'd be interested in running Skype for Business in this, in an Azure infrastructure as a service, raise your hand. And we got one, two, three, okay, maybe six or so, seven, all right, interested. All right, all right, I've got some hands we, up we, here on the panel as well. We do dev
3: tests a lot, like for dev Oh, tests
4: totally, yeah, that's a completely different story, right, than yeah, yeah. running it in production. And, uh, yeah, absolutely. So, no, it's uh, Exchange definitely uh, got to give him props, for, uh, <laughs> gotta give props for, uh, for up in Pressure's the game up, here. Pressure's on, Jamie. Yeah, no, absolutely, it's all good.
3: <laughs> cool, thanks, guys. Any more questions from the audience? No tough ones. You want to throw it to uh, Dave any exchange ones?
2: <laughs> all right, everybody's got a business card in the bag here? Oh no. Oh, here we go. Exciting times. Once again, I want to thank Binary Tree for supplying the yeah, Surface all pro giveaway. Thank you. So we appreciate it. Couldn't do it without you. I see there was quite a few people that bought them here at the Microsoft store too, so uh, uh, kudos. All right, Jamie. Draw a name. You you must be present to win.
4: Uh, oh. I'll, I'll do it. All right, and the winner is Andrew Alston from Screen Vision, systems administrator from New York.
3: Hey, well done! Congratulations. Woo!
2: All right, everybody. Well, we appreciate you stopping by today. That's going to wrap it up for us. I want to thank everybody that uh, is with the UC Architects, Tom, uh, Tim, John, Dave, Stella, and uh, especially uh, yes. Jamie, guest, our guest, although you've been on, I think, more than any other guest, so you're almost part of the family now, so we appreciate it. Um, also, I, I, want to, I want to thank Joe, our sound guy, who helped us uh, get set up today, and everybody at Microsoft who made sure that we had a place to do this recording. Uh, we hope to see you here again next year. A uh, little bit of advertising. Uh, Event Zero has the most advanced analytics and reporting for Link and Skype for Business available today, with over 15,000 reports, power lists, and dashboards. That's okay. The comprehensive tool set covers all modalities and a high level of detail, many of which uh, provide administrators with real time feedback about their environments. Um, finally, before you go, uh, remind you that we are online. Uh, visit our um, uh, uh Facebook web, uh, Facebook page facebook.com the uc architects follow us on Twitter at the UC architects uh, listen to our podcast uh, online uh, at uh, theucarchitects.com uh or check us out on our LinkedIn group uh, if you haven't subscribed to us today we do have a, uh, a windows phone uh, podcast app as well uh, or or an RSS feeder so you can't go anywhere without bumping it that's right we are taking over the world. <laughs> See our website for everything. Thanks, everybody, for stopping by. Thank you, guys. Cheers.